So let's get into our thinking point for today. And I'm going to invite onto the show Dr. Benjamin Roberts, Acting Strategic Lead and Research Director in the Developmental, Capable and Ethical State Research Division of the Human Sciences Research Council. Dr. Roberts, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Yes, good morning, Cathy, and hello to the listeners. And of course, today we're talking about the work that you have been doing, looking into public confidence in the police over a period of just about uh, two two decades. Let's firstly talk about what exactly it is that you have been studying. So um, we run the South African Social Attitude Survey at the HSRC, and it's really tracking changing values amongst the South African public over long periods of time. Mm. Um, one of the priority topics is actually confidence in key political and social institutions. Um, so the police is one of those uh, institutions that we happen to monitor. <clears throat> so we do have data that uh, covers, as you indicated, from the late 90s, around 98, right through to um, late 2021. So it can, it's actually a very good instrument to be able to examine over big periods of time, has confidence been swinging up or down and what might be driving those trends. And when you look specifically at the police, it's interesting to me that from the period of 1999 to 2021, of the adults that you were surveying, there doesn't seem to be uh, great fluctuations when it comes to the levels of trust in the police. And by that, I mean that you don't ever find a time where adults have a great trust in the police. And that's true. We found that uh, over this broad period, trust in the police has remained at quite a low level. On average, across that full interval, it's uh, 34% on average across this full period. Um, and it's certainly in the, there are fluctuations, and I think those need to be pointed out. Um, we had broad stability between 98 and around 2010, and mm. for, um, that was sort of in the upper 30s to low 40 range. After the Maracana massacre in uh, 20, uh, you know, almost 10 years ago now, we saw a substantial decline in, in confidence in the, in the police. So it fell from around the 41% mark down to as low as 28% um, by 2013. It did seem to rebound a bit um, in the subsequent couple of years to, again, in that sort of mid to upper 30% range. And that's what we saw right through to around um, 2020, around about late 2020. But in the last year, between late 2020 and late 21, we've seen another decline. Um, down to 27%. And that's quite worrying because it's even lower than we saw during the Maracana or post-Maracana period. Mm. So really there has been a substantial um, dip again in, in, in policing. And really what we try to do, do with our analysis is try to understand what are some of the factors that might be associated with that um, you know, low, low level of uh, trust. Mm. And it will be interesting, again, comparing what we saw in 2013, like you said, where the trust levels are at 28 uh, versus 2021, where it's at 27. And looking at, you know, what we've had, which is the, the pandemic, really, 
um, how has that contributed to people's trust in the police? Is it because of the lockdowns and the way in which people were being policed or, or are there other factors? Well, we, we didn't see a big change. Um, well, I think the lockdown is part of it. And, and our analysis points to um, the experiences of policing really mattering. So um, if you have a particularly negative police experience, um, it will have a substantial bearing on the way you evaluate the police. Um, and, and that is something that we have confirmed with the analysis. Um, also, it's not only about direct experience. It can be indirect experience of policing. It can be um, seeing widely, well-publicized cases of police um, abuse and brutality, as you've indicated, during the, the unrest period. Um, it could also be seen as uh, you know, high-profile cases of policing failure, so that could be an example of the way that um, policing during the context of the social unrest of last year um, is represented. And, and you know, there, there, there's quite a harsh evaluation of the policing of the unrest. And, and that, those kind of experiences, direct and indirect, both have quite an indelible influence the way in which the police is judged. Mm. When you put together this data, you also aggregate what the different rankings of the provinces are. And I wonder uh, how you are able to, to make those determinations. And uh, let's say if a province like Mpumalanga is sitting on number one or is ranked number one, what does that mean? Um, so basically, we've just looked, particularly with the, the, the most recent range, looked at, or even across average, who's tended to have slightly higher and lower uh, views of, of the police. Um, just to say that they're all equally quite low um, um, across all provinces. Mm. So, you know, we see a range in total um, between about, uh, you know, the, low, the, the sort of national average, as I said, um, across all years is 34. But if we look at the range of those values, it, it, they don't exceed 41. You know, that's the highest number we see across um, all the provinces. So, and, and the lowest is about 28. So it's ranged in about a 10% range. Um, but it's equally harsh views across provinces of the peak. Just to say that in terms of the most recent change, that dip in between 2020 and um, late uh, last year, um, there are particular cases where there was sharper declines in confidence uh, than average. So the one that's quite dramatic is actually in the Western Cape, where confidence in the police fell more than 20 percentage points. Um, the national average was a 7 percent decline. So you can see it all, it's, it's more than double the national average, that decline in the Western Cape. So it fell from about 43 percent to around 22 percent. So, so we really are looking, not, we need to look beyond the national average and under, unpacking um, some of these provincial dynamics as well. All right. Um, We're going to continue the conversation with Dr. Benjamin Roberts. He's with the Human Sciences Research Council, and they're looking at the levels of trust in the police uh, by South Africans. And unfortunately, that number has been on the decline. We'll continue with this conversation after the 9.30 news headlines. 
Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. We'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. We're also looking out for uh, the protest that has taken place in the Western Cape, and that is uh, the protest by the taxi industry. Uh, some associations there to embarking on a strike, and you can call us in. You can call in rather and tell us what you're seeing in your part of the world. We continue the conversation with Dr. Benjamin Roberts. He's with the Human Sciences Research Council, and we're looking at the tracking over, you know, the trust and the patterns of trust in the police over the last 20 years or so. Uh, Dr. Roberts, you've explained, you know, just what we're seeing in as far as um, the provinces. I found it quite interesting that perceptions around the police and how they treat people also have a bearing on the levels of trust that people have in in the police and that's really about the, the interface of of ordinary citizens when they perhaps walk into a police station or when they even stopped at at a roadblock and and what the experience is yes uh, we looked at several aspects around that so we looked particularly at perceptions of fair or unfair treatment and um what we saw particularly is that the more the police are seen to be treating South Africans unfairly, the more that uh, they're likely to view the police as untrustworthy. Um, so that applies to whether they treat rich and poor, people of different uh, races the same or differently. Um, it also applies to general, what we call procedural unfairness, whether they treat people with respect, whether they seem to be impartial in the way they make decisions, and whether they are transparent or not in, in their actions. So all those elements, you know, if, if people see those as not happening, if it's disrespect, if it's um, uh, the police not being uh, impartial, not being transparent, those really undermine, really contribute quite substantially to undermining the, that public confidence. The important question here is to ask what are the lessons that you believe, you know, can be drawn from research of of this nature? Well, I think it's really trying to understand what, firstly, I'm really profiling and understanding what are the drivers. And as we've seen, it's partly about the experiences of policing. It's also about um, experiences of crime, your victimization, your fear of crime. It's about the perceptions of corruption within the police about fairness and unfairness. It's about their effectiveness in, in preventing, reducing, or responding crime. And it's also about uh, the general effect of, of, of general views around um, democracy and government at large. Mm. Those factors all coalesce and, and erode that confidence. So really it's about understanding the drivers, nationally and provincially, because they, you know, there are going to be some things that are common, some things which are, are more influential than others in certain contexts. And then it's beginning to think, what does it mean for policing culture? What does it? What needs to happen in terms of the kind of uh, things that now need to happen to restore that faith in in the police? You know, that, to restore that tarnished image. And and that's where we look, you know, to some of our partners, such as the Institute of Security Studies, and really understanding what might need to happen. Mm. The, the idea of, of restoration is an interesting one where we are sitting with levels that have never been above 50%. And so it suggests to me that there's never been a time really where we can say that 
uh, confidence or trust in the police was at a level that, you know, we can really commend. And so even you know, the restoration, you're moving from, yes, 27 to 40, but that's hardly a, a place to celebrate. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the sort of uh, scope of what needs to be done is, is rather disconcerting. I mean, the, the faith is seriously diminished in the police. And as you say, the question is, has it been there in the post-apartheid period? Um, the thing, you know, as you say, 30 to 40 percent is nothing to celebrate. And what we have to think about is what can be done? What, what, what are the steps, the progressive steps that now need to be put in place mm. to to begin to change that perception. Um, it's going, not something that's going to happen overnight. It's going to take a set of collective uh, efforts and it's going to be a long-term project. But it is important um, for the functioning of, 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 uh, of democracy, really, to have um, legal authorities that are seen as legitimate. Dr. Benjamin Roberts, let's leave it there for this morning. He is with uh, the Human Sciences Research Council. I wonder if you have any specific views on what it is that can be done to 